It is time for another edition of the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast. And as always, you can listen to us on Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere that you get your podcasts. You can follow us on our socials, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Two Bums and a Mike. I am your host, Mike Marsden, and as always, I'm joined by my lifelong friends, Christian Landreth and Kevin Elby. And today, guys, we have a special guest on today. Our next interviewee on our favorite podcast, <laughs> our own podcast, we have former CSW Tag Team Champion, former Damage Inc. Tag Team Champion, and former Northland Heavyweight Champion, most recently confirmed for the NWA TV tapings happening in Highland Park, Illinois on Sunday, July 9th. We have Cody Country himself, Cody James. Cody. Thank you for coming on the show, man. I, we really do appreciate it very much. Thank you, Mike. I, I'm so excited to be here. I mean, you and me have been pretty close ever since we've, I've started this wrestling journey. Uh, you've been in a little bit longer than me. So when you asked me to be a part of this, it was it was honestly an honor and wanted to dive right into it. So thank you for having me. No, man. The, ple- the pleasure's all, all ours, man. Like, and no- it's current. Rockford Damaging Tag Team Champions. Current Rockford. Okay. Excuse uh, my, my, my apologies. Way to go, Mike. Way okay. to go. <laughs> Listen, wow. okay. In wow. uh, fairness to me, I don't work at Damaging. Okay. I'm sorry. You should change that, Mike. We, we should change that. Let's let's get in, let's get into some contact. We'll, we'll talk after the show, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin and Christian, how are you guys doing today? Good, man. It's excited. I'm stoked. I know we had Cody come on, so I was really excited for this week's podcast and excited to, to learn more and to get more into your world of wrestling. Hell yeah. Christian? Yeah, you know, I'm doing good. I'm excited for this episode and I'm happy to have Cody on here. And uh, as always, per usual, live in the dream. And I think that's a great way to sum it up. So I guess, Cody, I'll, I'll start it off with this. I have to ask, just purely from from me as a fan of professional wrestling, at heart, I have to ask you this: Why? What? What made you form a tag team with Chris Miller? I have to know that because Chris Miller. Like anybody that knows Chris Miller, Chris Miller is you know he's a different cat. <laughs> why? Why? Why form a tag team with Chris Miller? Do we need a kayfabe answer? Do we need the politically correct answer? You know what? Surprise us. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they put me and Miller together. Um, I believe it was Steve Boss's idea. Um, Boss is obviously a mentor to many of us mm-hmm. in the Chicagoland area. Um, so I was newer, up and coming. Um, still new, still up and coming, but I was, you know, greener than I am now. Um, and they wanted to put me somebody that seasoned and, and has been around for a while. And, you know, Chris is an 11 year veteran in the Chicago area. And, you know, he's done a lot of good things with a lot of different individuals and he can work with anybody. Um, so we first feuded. Um, he was my first official feud in professional wrestling that lasted about a year, start to finish. And then afterwards, you know, we had really good chemistry. so. They suggested, why don't we tag team? And he wanted, yeah, let's go. I want to get this rolling. I want to get on shows. I want to, you know, I want to get some steam behind me. Jumped all over it and, you know, never looked back. Um, 
it was really it was really a blessing and I owe a lot to Chris and I love Chris and uh, you know yes in some stages in some areas I will chant Chris Miller sucks <laughs> but in all reality the dude's one of the best people I know in this business and I couldn't be more honored to call him my friend is is the one thing a one real big advice or wisdom per se that chris miller has put upon you what, what, what's the thing that you've really taken away from chris miller as the professional and as the human uh professional just don't care what everybody else thinks you know or says um because he you know he just goes out there and he does what he you know what he's feeling and you know, it, it rolls really well for him. He, the reaction that he gets at a show is, I don't care what show it's at, but it's amazing. You know, he's probably one of the best heels in the Chicagoland area. And, you know, when he goes up to Wisconsin, they boo him up there too, even though it's Miller time, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so he just, you know, he just does such a good job. Um, just doing, being him and staying true to, true as he is. Um, and so that blends into a personal thing too, is he's himself all the time. And he's just, he's a good person. And yeah, I, mean, I don't have a bad thing to say about him. It's, you know, if you give me a kayfabe, you want a kayfabe answer? Yes, Miller sucks. Um, you know, dun, 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 Chris Miller sucks. You know, we could do that whole thing. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, he's just being yourself and not changing yourself to be, to fit that perfect mold. One can say that, you know, this, this crazy world of wrestling that we live in um, tends to have of people, you know? Um, yeah, so that, that's how it's uh, affected me on the personal level as well. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think that's a great answer. Now, I would like to kind of start from the beginning here. Um, how did your professional wrestling career really begin? What got you into it? Did you watch it as a kid? I'm just kind of curious to learn more of your background. Yeah, so, you know, I would have to say my professional wrestling career started when I was about four years old, and my grandfather and grandmother would sit on the couch and have to introduce me, and I would run from the kitchen into the living room as they announced, now coming to the ring, Cody. Oh, and that's awesome. I would have <laughs> my favorite wrestler's music playing on the TV, whether it was Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan. And then as I grew up, you know, Shawn Michaels and be doing, you know, his entrance and doing the little dance and the poses and stuff. And yeah, so I've been a lifelong fan ever since I was a little boy and uh, stayed with it my entire life but I never knew how to get into it, right? I thought you just had to be born into a family that wrestled, and that's how you got into the business. And before I started wrestling with CSW, Chicago Style Wrestling, I didn't really know about the Indies. Um, like I'd heard about them, but I didn't know where they were, what they were, and I got a friend request from Steve Boss out of nowhere. And uh, messaged him, went to one practice just to watch, and I got hooked. I got instantly hooked. It was 2019, and he invited us to a show. So me and my wife and my daughter went to this show at Garam Prep, and I looked at my wife and I said, I'm gonna give this a go. And she said, you have my full support. 
Um, my family's been awesome and they've been behind me since that day. And you know, it's, it's been off to the races ever since. No, that, that is honestly awesome. Like to hear that, to start at four years old, you are already feeling that kind of energy and to have such an awesome family to back you up and want to bring you to that next level and to say, Hey, I want to do this and be full supportive is, uh, absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to, I, I wouldn't be able to do half the stuff I've done or that's potentially coming up in the future without the support of my family. And, you know, for things to go full circle, I have a three-year-old little boy right now and uh, he's starting to come into his own and he's learned how to do an entrance and he makes us us now introducing August, you know, and he does his entrance and he flexes and he poses, you know, like Hulk Hogan and, you know, it's just, it's so fun and to see it transition down to him you know i'm just like oh my goodness what did i create but at the same time (laughs) i'm just you know it just makes me so happy that this is really you know it is a family business and it takes a lot of sacrifice not just for me but my wife my kids you know if i'm gone i miss out on stuff or if we have a show my wife will sacrifice what she wants to do or her time so she can either come or watch the kids you know and she steps up huge and you know every time i do a podcast i make it sure to make it known that if i didn't have her around i wouldn't be able to do this because she backs me up so much it's it's very important yeah that is that is honestly so awesome to hear you know and that was kind of my curiosity because i know knowing how mike has been in this wrestling world how much time and sacrifice that he's had to do and now having you come in here obviously you have kids you have a wife to worry about and them being so supportive and say we'll make those sacrifices because we know how much you love it and 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 that just is really really cool to see yeah thank you thank you it's uh it's it's definitely fun for sure now i can't tell my wife that in public in person because you know i got this persona (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely. you gotta keep the shtick you know exactly i can't can't make her think I like her too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, I, I remember, uh, I think it was Mike who got me first interested in, you know, professional wrestling um, back in middle school when we were together and just watching WWE and, you know, the, oh, the era that I grew up in, you know, John Cena was, you know, the thing, you know, and uh, just like The Undertaker and all those guys. And just, uh, it, it takes me back. But uh, to transition into what I wanted to ask is, uh, what has been your proudest or biggest moment in your wrestling career so, uh, so far? And, you know, how it happened and, you know, just why it's so important. Um, obviously, my first title win, you know, winning the tag team titles for the first time. That was pretty huge. Um for a promoter to trust you with that, because when you're a champion of a, of a wrestling company, you know, you have, you have different tiers, obviously a championship, right? You have your heavyweight championship, which is mm-hmm. the guy of the company, right? But every championship, you're still that guy. So when we were the tag champs, you know, that they looked at us as like, hey, we were the guys of the tag division and they wanted us to work with everybody else and they trusted us and in that spot to do 
do our jobs and do our jobs well and help produce other talents and have great matches and tell phenomenal stories with you know numbers of of different tag teams so that was huge um obviously you know my my debut with the nwa um back at 312 that you know that was ginormous i felt like that was a meteoric rise um overnight and what it's turned into you know i was got to travel down to the crockett cup um earlier this month i'll be at the tv tapings july 8th or i'm sorry july 9th um you know and i'm just riding that wave and what comes of it you know just enjoying the ride i had this conversation earlier somebody asked me a question about it and i said you know i just got my head down i'm grinding and i'm enjoying everything that comes with this um and that came about you know um i have some friends there and they looked out and they brought my name to you know the right people's attentions and it stuck and it could have been a one-off but it ended up being a two-off which is now becoming a three-off and hopefully you know it keeps going and keeps building so you know um i'm not comfortable by any means it's uh it's a, still constantly a work in progress but that it, that's a huge accomplishment right there because my main goal with wrestling at this point is i'm 34 years old i'll be 35 in august um i have a full-time career job i have a family at home so i'm in a stage right now where i'm trying to show my kids with the right mentality and the right amount of hard work and desire and grind you can get anything you want in life and I'm working with a with a major wrestling promotion right now, you know, and so I've done it. I've, I've hit my goal, you know, I, to work with a company of this magnitude. You know, I, I, I hit my goal of what I wanted to do when I first started wrestling. And if it was all done tomorrow, I'd be okay because I showed my kids that you can get what you want by putting in the hard work you know, and rolling up your sleeves and getting down into it. So it's, uh, yeah, now I'm on a, a different path, I guess, in wrestling is when I first started. So now it's, now I'm enjoying the ride. <laughs> hey, I mean, you, you got to enjoy it. Um, I mean, it's just, you know, and also, it's, you know, it's a good uh, show just how, you know, hard work and dedication and n- not giving up can, you know, take you places that you might have not even seen yourself being in that place so it, it's just awesome to hear yeah it's it's phenomenal i mean you know talking you know with other major companies you know emailing back and forth and stuff like that it's just having those conversations it's just like holy shit like it's happening i'm doing this like even if nothing comes of it i never thought i would have this person in my email you know having a conversation right so right. um you know, getting to this stage and kind of doing it, doing it my way, um, you know, following the mold that was given to me, but putting my spin on it. And, you know, I've, I've missed some opportunities because I've, I, my kids come first and I had cheerleading competitions. I've had tumbling <laughs> competitions, you know, we had karate promotions tonight, you know, so there are things that I'm missing out on in the wrestling world, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change that for anything. Because right. there are things that I have missed 
in real life because of wrestling. Um, so right now, I think I have a really good balance between the two. Now, to, to bounce off of that, um, do you find yourself not just a, you know, how do I want to say, it? basically like a role model, not just for your family and your children, but to others? Do you see yourself going to these shows and other kids out there watching and looking up to you? You know, do you do you find that energy that they give you like, wow, this guy could be a role model to these kids? Um, you know, I, I hope so. I uh, I carry myself. Um, so I've been, I'm in the in the restaurant business in real life. Um, I, I look over five to six different restaurants at a time. Um, and I've been doing this for about 17 years now. Um, and I, I've always looked at myself as a leader, not a manager. And in order to be successful, you have to lead and you have to, you know, you have to learn how to inspire people. Otherwise they're not going to believe in you and they're not going to listen to you and they're not going to follow what you say. Um, and that's kind of how I hold myself at wrestling as well. Now I like to have fun. I like to goof off and stuff, but as of late, um, I know CSW has a new crop of, of trainees coming up and, and I make time to talk to them. Um, and I make time to, if they want to, if they want advice, I try to give it to them. And as I'm still new into this, you know, I, I got in in 2019, but if I, I can still give life advice, you know, cause some of these guys are younger, so I can still give some life advice. I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. I've experienced a lot. Um, so I, I try to give that to the, to the boys and girls in the back to give that advice, um, to the fans, to the kids in the crowd, you know, I hope I can be that role model that they look up by, by hearing my story and hearing what I stand for and what I believe in, I, I truly hope that, you know, somebody out there that listens to this could be like, you know what, that's awesome. I want to be like that guy. He lives by the right, right morals. You know, he, he's got a good head on his shoulders. You know, I want to hear more of what this guy's got to say um, because I believe in him. That's so. awesome. That is great wow. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't that have asked awesome. Chat GPD to put, be, put together a better uh, answer to that one. <laughs> Now, you, you've touched on this a whole lot so far as we've been talking here, and I wanted to go into it a little bit deeper, I guess, with um, you and I most recently working together for the JWA in Janesville, Wisconsin, yeah. Janesville Wrestling Alliance. You had put on your social medias that your daughter had, had accompanied you to the show, and it was the first time your daughter had accompanied you to a different state for a show. And I wanted to ask, like, you, you've touched on it a lot, but, like, how important is it for your family to really, you know, even take those sacrifices to go with you to different states? And do do you do your kids like seeing, you know, daddy go out and wrestle? Or do they, you know, like, 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 oh, that's boring. Daddy's doing it. Like, how, how do they react to you wrestling? Because you've said, like, your wife is in full support. She loves what you do. She's there as much as she can. But how do your kids see it? Do they see it as kind of boring? Dad, Dad's doing whatever? Or it's super cool? Um, from what I hear when I'm when I'm in the ring, because, you know, I, I'm focused. I'm in the zone and I'm working, I'm working the crowd and, you know, I'm not, I can't see them. My wife tells me that my kids watch my matches. They could care less about the rest of the show. <laughs> um, everybody else 
Um, except, except unless you're Sky Blue. My daughter is a huge Sky Blue fan. I swear she is a bigger fan of her than she is mine. And it's okay because we love Sky and we wish her nothing but success. And it's amazing everything she's doing. So I'm okay with that. But um, so she might watch that match, but everybody else's, my kids aren't paying attention. I'm sorry. Um, but no, um, my son my son like i said he's doing the entrances he gets it he's still he's still young you know he just turned three so he's still tr- trying to get it but my wife has said when when i go out there he's, he watches and he pays attention which is awesome um if i'm at home and i need to you know boost my ego a little bit and watch one of my own sh- one of my own you know matches on tv and pretend i'm somebody big and famous um he'll watch i'll pay attention right my daughter however um She's going to be 10 this year. So she's starting to, you know, mature and change. And let me tell you, as kids get, get older, they get weird. Uh, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I got to relearn who my daughter is, you know, as she's growing up and it's, it's a super fun adventure and I want to change it for the world, but man, kids are weird. Um, but this weekend I actually asked her that same question, Mike. Um, I said, Hey, how does it feel to hear those people say your daddy's name? And she said it was really cool. Um, asked her if she liked watching me wrestle, and she said yes, she did. And a lot of weekends, um, as a lot of people know, me and my daughter's mom are not together. Um, my son's mom is my wife. Um, so I get my daughter every other weekend. And there's a lot of weekends that daddy has a show and I have to go away. And that's when my amazing wife steps up again. And she takes on, you know, the role of super mom, super stepmom. Um, we don't like using stepmom. That, we don't like using that word because she's been around for so long. But uh, steps up and she watches both kids on her own. And uh, I get to miss out on that time. So that's why this show at JWA was so important to me. Um, because I had a show Friday night in uh, Villa Park for Fusion. Uh, ran by Doug Simmons. Um, and Hadley had to stay at home. And then Saturday... Um, she said, hey, Dad, can I come with you tonight? I was like, are you sure? It's, it's really going to be, it's not going to be fun. You're just going to be sitting around. She said, yeah, I just want to hang out. I want to hang out with you. I said, absolutely, let's go. So we jumped in the car, drove to Janesville, Wisconsin. Um, we got there, we hung around. We sat at the merch table. She helped me sell some merchandise, which was awesome. Um, she sat in the gorilla position and watched me wrestle um, on, the, on the screen back there, right behind the curtain. So she was the first person I saw when I walked back and the last person I saw right before I walked out in front of the crowd. Um, and then after we tore down the ring and we're carrying the boards onto the trailer and the, and the posts and the rails. And I didn't ask her to, and she jumped right in the middle and just started helping us carry stuff. Um, now she's nine years old, so she's not very strong yet, but she jumped in and she started helping us lift things and move. And I just thought that was so cool and that she did that on her own. And it was really a bonding experience. It was, you know, she's my firstborn and we're always going to have that special relationship because, um, before I met my wife, it was just me and her. Um, on the weekends, she'd come over to mom's house. I set up my life to just have, be ready, be ready for Hadley weekend. You know, that's all I worked for. Worked through the week to get ready to hang out with my kid. And uh, so we, we built, we have a very special connection to each other. So it was fun. Yeah. So I hope that answered your question. 
absolutely you know like i said i i had worked that show with you and i i admittedly i i did not as much as you guys turned on the ring because i had done the main event and the match before that so i was very tired and <laughs> getting my gear off while you guys were taking the 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 ring down and i had noticed that too that your daughter was helping take the boards down and the posts and all that and i presume that she was like any other you know nine ten year old that you know daddy told like hey come on help out you're here let's help out and like to hear that that she did that on her own without having you to ask her or tell her to i think that shows like how good of a father you are and good example you bring to her hard work already showing off right there of not being asked to help something that she essentially had nothing to do with she went there and she's she's spending time with her father and she's clearly showing off the great influence that you have on her at least in my eyes yeah thank you and uh shout out to both my kids as you guys all know the reason i'm here so late is because uh we had karate promotion tonight and they both my children got promoted to their next belts at karate it's a big win for all of us and uh yeah it's just been it's been a busy last three days a triple shot weekend (laughs) yeah i'm I never got past white belt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Now, kind of to switch the subject here from wrestling, I I, I heard from the grapevine that you're a huge White Sox fan. Yeah, I'm a White Sox fan. Um, I like to hear that. Um, Of course, here at Two Moms and a Mic, we are all big White Sox fans, so it's great to have another White Sox fan coming along. Um, Wanted to see how important has the White Sox sports been in your life? How, you know, baseball in general and specifically the White Sox. So I grew up playing baseball my entire life. Um, I played played as in little league, played on travel teams in Arizona, played middle school, played high school. Um, junior year, I kind of gave it up. Um, I walked away from it. It just wasn't something that I was in anymore at that point in time. Um, discovered girls and I was like oh you know I'm gonna chase girls and stuff. <laughs> you know um, all these years later I graduated in 2006 so you know I'm an old man now and if I could go back and talk to 16 17 year old Cody and smack the shit out of him don't put down your glove don't put down your back keep playing baseball but I feel everything happens for a reason, and if I didn't stop playing baseball, I wouldn't be there. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Yes. Absolutely. Um, So I am okay with it in that sense. Um, I've always, just always been drawn towards the White Sox. So I'm from Illinois originally, and then I moved to Arizona, grew up in Arizona, moved back junior year of high school. Um, And even out there, big White Sox fan. When we won the World Series, we all went to my grandparents' house. It was phenomenal. Um, you know, it was, it was just a real good time. And I, my grandma's a huge Cubs fan. Mm. uh, I think she's the only Cubs fan in the family. We're all white Sox. (laughs) Good guys wear black, right? Um, Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know, when we'd go to spring training in, in Tucson, we'd go to Tucson Electric Park. We'd go to spring training to watch, watch the Sox, you know, play and, We'd sit in the grass and tickets were cheap. They're like $10 each to sit in the grass and get to, you know, talk to the guys in the bullpen and watch batting practice. And it was just a really fun time. Now, 
as Mike might have told everybody, I am one of the most busy people that anybody knows between work, between family, between wrestling. I don't stop. I don't turn it off. Um, that's why I told Mike, I said, thank you so much for reminding me because I would have forgotten about tonight um, because I got a million things. I'm spinning so many plates at once. So I don't get to follow as much as I'd like. We did, however, just go to the White Sox game um, two Sundays ago, not this past Sunday, or three Sundays ago. Um, and they should have won that game. They should have won that game, but they, they dropped it in the ninth inning. So that was that was a bummer. Um, but afterwards, my kids were there. They got to run the bases on the field. So, you know, I know as a kid, I would have loved that. Um, anytime we got to go on a, on a major league baseball field for a little league night out or something like that, we thought we were the coolest people. So I hope they thought <laughs> I run in the bases. My daughter is probably like, Dad, I don't care. Just let me have some peanuts and hot chocolate and go home. Um, <laughs> that day, but you know, it, it was cool to experience that with my family. Uh, my wife's a White Sox fan too, so that that's awesome. Um, but you put a good baseball game on in front of me, I'm gonna watch it. I don't care who's playing. Um, just like any sports, I think that these athletes that are you know playing professional sports right now are absolutely phenomenal. And when when they're clicking 100%, both teams, you know, it's. I think it's magic and it's just so good to watch and I could sit there and, you know, just get lost if I have the time. Absolutely. I, I think that's really cool. And I really think that having your kids run the bases, that's just, I think monumental, not just for them, but for you to see them do that. And I just, I, that's something I can just, abs- I absolutely love and can get behind. So awesome. Yeah. It's uh, you know, my wife always makes fun of me. So I, I'm this, I'm this big six foot five, 265 pound, behemoth of a person and uh, <laughs> seeing stuff like that I get very emotional you know and, and uh, I'll tear up and uh, it was a special moment for me and so she makes fun of me she's like oh dad's crying again <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know but it's it's like you know it's stuff that it means a lot in their memories to me and I'm a very big believer that you know memories will last forever you know I'll always have that with me I won't forget it absolutely yeah. well said yeah, and I mean, and it's almost like a sense of like, you know, like you're seeing them do what, you know, your parent, you know, what you used to do as a kid, what mm-hmm. you used to love and, you know, your parents would would take you and would do and would do all that stuff with you. And then to see now, you know, your kids doing what, you know, what you did and what you love to do. I, I, I can't imagine how special a feeling that is, you know, not, oh. you know, me not being a parent and all, so I would understand that yet, but. Well, you I hit guess. it right on the head for not knowing. I mean, that's exactly how it is. Um, same thing with karate. I grew up doing Taekwondo. Um, I got my first degree black belt with it. So now seeing my children go through it. Oh my gosh. I'm a blubbering mess. Anytime they have an accomplishment there. And, uh, <laughs> sure enough, <laughs> the first one there, are you crying? No. <laughs> Yeah, just a yawn. It's allergies. Gosh dang pollen. Who's cutting yeah, onions? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so to but status, don't tell anybody I'm an emotional guy. I got this big, mean, tough guy in there to protect. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got gotcha. <laughs> uh, But yeah, to kind of segue with that, and I think we are all in the same boat of just being absolutely frustrated with this White Sox team uh, with the way that the White, this, the White Sox season has been going so far. 
how is it you know how do you see it ending uh will they be buyers or sellers at the deadline uh will they make the playoffs i think we all know the answer to that one (laughs) but you know just get your input i don't know you know we were supposed to have the team that was gonna beat all teams by now weren't we five years ago they said oh our developmental program's phenomenal once they all get up you know to the main main roster we're gonna have the team that beats all the teams I'm still mm. waiting for it right yeah. <laughs> I'm we still waiting are. for the parade yeah so it's uh I don't know what they need to do it's their relievers I think they need better relievers but, they yeah, they, they need a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, they, they do need a lot of things. And you, at least for me, you going back and talking about the 05 World Series, you know, I I had yet to discover baseball. I had no idea what it was. You're welcome. You know, I, yes, I know, Christian. You, you talk about it all the time. You show both that you got me at the baseball. Yes, I I will aware. always hang that over your head no matter yeah. how much you complain about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, like, to me, like, I, I have never seen the White Sox really win at all like i the first thing i really remember of any sort of success was the blackout game in 2008 as a kid watching that and seeing them win and but then they lose straight off in the ds and then they really don't do anything up until the pandemic season and it's just been you know mediocre so i like for me i've never seen it and i'm just i'm just begging to see some sort of semblance of a contender and even if they like win the division series that like even if they do that like i'll be happy at least at that point i see something i just want to see something at this well you point. know i mean if you look at their if you look at the al central it's all the it's teams terrible. Except yeah. the royals are playing just under 500 ball um you know, it's. I had to freshen up on my stats while we talked about it. And they're, you know, the Twins are 500, 40 wins, 40 losses, right? You got the White Sox 34 and 45, with the Tigers just ahead of them with 33 and 43. So their whole division's pretty, pretty level with each other. But then you get, you know, the Rays, who are just absolutely killing it, mm-hmm. playing over 600. Same with the Orioles and then the Yankees. You know the AL East; they're all over 500, so it's it's tough to say, you know, because they could be doing significantly worse than what they are doing. But it seems like every time that we need them to win, that's when they're losing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we we we've gone on this extensively of like what they should do and how they can fix this and. It helps with Luis Robert hitting a home run just now in this game that's going on right now with the Angels. So that helps. But I, at this point, I personally don't see them like making the playoffs. No. I think the, I, I, I think the way that they're going, they're what? You, you can, you're looking at it right now. Like 13, games four, 11 games under 500. I, at this point, that 10 game losing streak at the beginning of the season, they, they, they just can't get out of that hole that they no. sent them in. And I, I think they're going to sell. I think I think it makes all the sense for them to sell at the deadline. And I don't want to see it, but I feel like that's what's coming. Am I the only, old, or am I the oldest person here? Yes. 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 Okay. Does anybody remember baseball when it was good? <laughs> um, <laughs> when we were kids. When yeah. it was great. When yeah. uh, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Oh, I don't. That that, that's a that's a little bit before our time. Okay. Yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. in his prime. Alex Rodriguez in his prime. 
Derek Jeter, like overrated. That's the baseball I grew up. Jeez, Christian, <laughs> get out of here, dude. He says it's overrated. He hates Derek Jeter. I don't understand why he thinks he's overrated. It's, it's I think Yankees. I hate I everybody heard. who's ever played for the Yankees. You're, yeah, okay, that's, that's fair. That's fine, and I can understand that. Um, but that's the baseball I grew up with, and yeah. I just feel like it was so much more competitive than what it is now. Um, it, uh, it's it's kind of like that with all sports, though. Um, and I ho- I really hope I don't get judged for saying this. Um, but I'm starting to like college sports more than professional sports because I get you watch a college game. Those guys have something to prove and they're trying right. to ask right. the next level. Like, yeah, Some of these professional players are not playing like they're making $32 million a year. Well, yeah, because they, I mean, they already have their money and it's just like, I don't have to put in as much work now because I'm, I've made it. Yes. That's literally and how it's, I felt forever. Honestly, and it's just because, like, like, you watch, you watch college. Ba- I mean, if, if we're taking examples, the biggest one, in my opinion, is basketball. I That's mean, you look at the game. NBA, and then college basketball. College basketball is leaps and bounds more entertaining, more competitive, just more fun to watch than the NBA. Because I mean, the NBA nowadays is just like. Well, what team is LeBron on? And you know they're gonna be in the they're gonna be in the playoff hunt. And then it's just and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that these guys aren't phenomenal because they are. They're absolutely, you know, they're phenomenal. Right. In nature, they're you know they are the best at their craft that they are, but they don't play like it every game. When I see a professional basketball player miss a layup. You remember how many suicides you would have to do in high school sports if you? Oh yeah. Oh. Or you shoot free throws, you know, and if you miss, you got to restart and you can't leave the gym. Like, that's how I grew up playing sports. And that's how my, you know, I was trained. So that's what's in my head. And I know times are different now, but it's still like, I want these players to play 100% every game. Not, you know, I could take tonight off. You know, I don't need to give it my all tonight. Yeah, the load management is just absolutely terrible i mean guy you know the guys will be like yeah no it's just load management and they'll be like out for like a week no cody i definitely i definitely agree with you like i've always really felt that way because like exactly like you said they have something to prove when the, the nba or they're in the pros are like we're already here we made it but when you're watching college football college basketball like they are pushing their hardest to get to that next level that is when they're just peaking and i love love to watch that and now this kind of segues way back into wrestling, um, because you know we'll use we'll use the E WWE as an example. <laughs> they're, they're on the road 300 days a year, right? And they're wrestling in front of thousands of people four times a week, five times a week. They don't get an off night. They can't go out there and say, oh, "I'm not feeling. I'm just going to give it 50 percent tonight." They can't do that. They have to be on their best. They have to be in their best physical shape because they're going 20, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, four or five times a week in front of an audience. And guess what? If that audience doesn't react, that happens enough. They're losing their spot. Um, So they have to, you know, and that's where when people say, you know, wrestling's not a sport, wrestling's fake, it's, Okay, let me let me see you go do this 300 times a year. 
you know, let me see you work work thousands of people every single night and keep them entertained and keep them engaged to where, you know, they can't get enough. So you keep your spot because somebody's always gunning for your spot. So, you know, I think that's, that's a real cool thing that makes wrestling such an intense sport and entertainment at the same time is because they can't take that night off and just say, I'm going to go 50% time because that next person behind them is going to go 110%. And then, you know, next week on TV, did I lose you guys? No, no, no we're, we're here. Sorry, my computer went to sleep. I didn't touch my Oh, you're good. No, you're, no, good. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you know, so not to, you know, linger on to that, but it's, um, it just, you know, that popped into my head when we were talking about it. I'm just like, you know, people don't realize how, how hard it is, you know, in this business that we are in. And I think Mike can contest to that as far as, you know, wrestling, playing sports, you know, how, you know, having to be in front of that audience and, not being able to turn it off yeah like you you've 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 absolutely nailed it on the sense of there's always somebody looking to take your spot if you're not careful if you don't like you said if you don't put in your max effort at least in in the realm and the sport of professional wrestling if you don't keep giving it your all there's always somebody willing to do that little bit extra because they want to move up they want to keep doing it and you know, for me as a referee in the business, it's it's the same exact thing as a wrestler. I'm always constantly studying. I'm always I'm trying. I'm getting back in the gym. I want to get in better physical shape, and I want to be at the very best that I possibly can, mentally and physically wise, because I want to make it. And I I would imagine you want to make it as well. And for me as a referee. I can the, I can just do as best as I can every single day, and that's studying more than the other person, and that's listening more than the other person, and that's working on the fundamentals and perfecting the fundamentals. To me, like I always preach this to new guys coming in, wrestlers or referees or anything like that. If you can do the most basic fundamentals, footwork, hand movement, uh, feet positioning, every the most littlest things, if you can perfect that. You can go a long way and that's what i really strive in of doing the things that not everybody some people might take for granted because they want to do the big flashy cool things if i can do those perfectly i know i can i can work with anybody at anywhere no you hit it on the head man i mean i don't know if you watched me and mario work i'm gonna put mario perdue over right now so you always <laughs> be wanting you guys ever do one <laughs> um i don't know if you watched our match on saturday but i did the biggest move that we did was a suplex, you know, or or my finisher, the big ending, right? That was the biggest move we did. We didn't wrestle outside. We didn't do any dives. We did nothing off the top rope. You know, we, we did the basics. And uh, when we were when we first wrestled with the NWA, Ricky Morton pulled us aside, and he gave me one of the best talks I've ever had in this business. And ever since then, I've instilled that and I put that in every time I'm in that ring. I've worked on what he talked to me about. And, you know, we got that. This is awesome, Chance. Um, in our match, by doing arm drags, hip tosses, you know, a couple punches, a couple kicks here and there. But we were just doing the fundamentals, but we were doing them well. Um, and that was an eye opener. And we got in the back and we were just like, wow, that was, 
you know, one of our top matches that either of us have ever had. And it's by doing what you just said, you know, by trying to perfect those those basic maneuvers. And, you know, we were able to put that into a great story. Yeah, and keeping with the, the professional wrestling, I wanted to ask you as well, what what would you say is your your big goal for the rest of this year of 2023 what what's one big thing that you really want to accomplish or do for the remainder of this year as well as for 2024 what is what is your set site for 2024 what do you want to accomplish in the next calendar year um i'm a big believer so it's weird because obviously i have long-term goals right yeah with wrestling I keep my goals short, short, um, and and I found that it really pays off. So my my goal right now is to get invited to seventy five in St. Louis, and then down to Nashville for TV tapings the next for uh, that Monday and Tuesday after seventy five. So that's my that's my short term goal. Um, that's with the NWA. Uh, my long term goal that I'd have to say with wrestling right now is just to continue continue working with the NWA. Um, it's a huge opportunity. It's something that I'm very, very proud of. Um, an amazing company doing things for the right reasons. Right now, they're about to run a charity show on July 8th in Highland Park uh, to give back to um, the youngest victim of that parade. I think it was the youngest victim. Oh, yeah. Gosh. He got shot. Um, and he's got a lot of medical bills and a lot of expenses. And... Billy Corgan, the owner of the NWA, is from Highland Park, and he wants to give back to the community, and he's an active member of the community, and it's, that's why I am so honored to be a part of this company, because that man could have packed up his life, moved somewhere else, he's a world-renowned musician, everybody knows him from the Smashing Pumpkins, and he's the owner of the NWA, he doesn't need to go back and do stuff like this, but the fact that he does is so important and so huge and he had, he can touch so many different people using his platform that he has you know i just i respect it so much and to be a part of it i'm i'm honored in every sort of way so just to continue working with them in 2024 that's uh that's my long term goal and if if we have if we have time, I would like to ask one more question. Yeah, go yeah. nuts. And uh, this is it, going back to wrestling, and uh, I, I've heard I've heard people answer this like within the business, like you know, top people like it from the WWE. But uh, just for the people that you know would like to know is uh, you know what it, it you know is it easier to be you know a face or a heel? I've heard I've heard different answers, but a lot of them are the same. Uh, and just kind of looking at what what's happening in the WWE right now with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, when he first came in, they pushed him to be the biggest babyface, and it failed. And, since John Cena, and it didn't work. And he never got over with the fans. Mm-hmm. And then the minute they turned him heel and started the whole bloodline, and this whole storyline that's now cu- culminated until what's happening right now. I mean, it's the biggest thing since sliced bread that yeah. they've had in a long time and I, I just like to get your input on you know being heel and face and you know which one is easier and you know and also like how that works and how hard it is to get over with you know the fans 
Well, to get over with the fans, that's just that's an equation that I, you know, only a few people have really figured out 100. Right? That's something that we're always striving for. We always want to be more over than what we are. Um, as far as what's easier, um, I find I find both of them. Um, I don't want to sound arrogant or anything, but I find both of them being kind of easy. Um, I had more fun being a heel because I'm yeah. genuinely a really <laughs> nice person. Um, <laughs> like I, li- you know, I like to think that I'm a really good person. I'm a great human being, and uh, you know, some people might say otherwise, but I always try to do things because it's the right thing to do. Um, so when I get to be mean to somebody. <laughs> and not feel bad about it. It's <laughs> really fun for me. Um, I'm non-confrontational. I don't like conflict in real life. You know, obviously I have to deal with it at work all the time, but it's, it's one of my least favorite parts of my job. Um, so when I can when I can work an audience as a bad guy and just go back and forth with them and just know like there's no repercussions of this um, in any sort of way unless I cross you know that that family friendly show um, line that uh, most shows have, but then randomly through a show you hear an F word and you're like, whoa, I thought this was a family friendly show. Uh, didn't we have that meeting? <laughs> and, uh, but I had a lot of fun being a heel and I find that being a heel is almost more natural for me. I think it's because that's my inner self wanting to come out. You know, it's like you're too nice all the time, Cody. Like this is who we want to be. So it's like the you remember in the cartoons when you're little, you have your consciences on each side of you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my little bad conscious coming out. He's like, you <laughs> gotta let me out. Let me out a bit right now. Um, and I've said that to multiple people in the past, and they've all told me that they they understand it because they know me on a personal level and they deal with me day to day. So. Not that one's easier or harder than another, at least in my view. Um, but I do find being a heel is more natural for me. And as far as getting over with the crowd, I just think it's, you know, it's it's a lot. It takes a lot of work to get over with the crowd and the right story to get over with the crowd in the right way. And then to keep them behind you, you got to continue telling that story. Um, one of the... And I think that's why Roman Reigns is so big right now, is because they stopped forcing him down people's throats. Mm-hmm. And just kind of, you just kind of let him go. And it just, like you said, it turned into this monumental, you know, thing um, that we have now with the bloodline. And I don't watch a lot of professional wrestling anymore since I got into the business. Um, I still like it. I still follow it. I'll still go to you know events from time to time, but it's it's hard for me to watch it week to week, um, just because when I'm at home, I'm like I just want to relax. I don't want to think about wrestling for a little bit. <laughs> um, but I do find myself looking and wanting to see what's going on with the bloodline because it's just it's phenomenal storytelling, phenomenal. And yeah. To to piggyback off of the, this heel topic. I, for me, because my my first two years in the business was me training to be a professional wrestler, and typically I was I was I was a heel when I went out there and wrestled people, and I I had an instance at uh, 
the the miraculous turtle, the my very favorite referee that I love working with at CSW, can attest to this situation that happened where we had a I had a little bit of an altercation with him and his family because I went a little too far as a heel. I, I was I'm curious to ask, has there ever been a moment where you as a heel in any sort of company where you went too far? and something happened and either you regretted it or something happened or is there an instance as you as a heel that you went too far i don't know i made a one-year-old cry a couple weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> um, i came home and i told my wife about that and uh she yelled at me Ooh. but not only did i get like i you were at that show i think you were the ref of that match well i don't i don't recall that what show was that uh that was h a w Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, you you went straight into that little boy's face, and he was just bawling. I do remember that. That you know, was, uh, <laughs> and the, the entire audience got like it was harmless. Like I didn't, I don't think I crossed the line, but you know, I was like the heat I got afterwards. I was like, man, that's good. And then I, you know, I'm thinking <laughs> about it, and so I was like, I can't believe you did that to that baby. And I'm like, oh, but you know, I started thinking about it. And I got home and I told my wife. And uh, she's like Cody, and you know she she gave me some some gruff about it, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, you know I, I think that was the one the one time that I, that I felt bad about. I don't think I took it too far. Um, I think in the back of my mind, I'm because I'm a dad. I always think about you know are my kids here? Are my kids in the crowd? Or what would my kids think if I did this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know and. Uh, yeah, so as a heel, that was probably the biggest time. Cause, man, that little boy. Because I, <laughs> I, I in that whole little boy's life, and he's gonna <laughs> go up and just. He's gonna get you now. That's been his agenda ever since you did that. I mean, he's probably, he's gonna be you know. hitting the bag, and you know, the Rocky montage music, and he's just you know he's plotting. <laughs> he, he really is, and. Uh, his his great great grandma that was there, she didn't really like me. She slapped me at the end of it. So. Oh yeah, I do remember that very much. <laughs> yeah. She this came up to you. There, I went for every generation, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's probably the one time that I really felt bad afterwards because I, you know, like I said, I, I somebody said something in the back, and I'm like, oh man, maybe I did go too far there. Yeah, I shouldn't have gone for him. And then yeah. I told my wife, she's like, you know. She's, loves children and she's like babies are off limits cody and i'm because like, <laughs> that was the I, time that i uh that i felt bad so next time i go to cedar rapids you know i'm gonna have to look over my shoulder because <laughs> i want to get slapped by that great grandmother again because yeah, like because uh, i've heard people i won't name names but i've heard people in the business that are essentially full-time heroes and do that type of style for a living mm-hmm. that their ultimate goal every single night when they go out there is that they want to make a kid cry whether it's a one-year-old or a 10-year-old or something like that their goal it doesn't matter if they win or lose or whatever they want to make a kid cry no and, and it's uh everybody has some sort of goal when i'm a heel when uh, when me and chris were tagging at csw we had real heat oh yeah um, i had a guy stand up toe-to-toe with me i think he was intoxicated but i'm <laughs> I'm dead set this gentleman wanted to fight me, legit. Um, <laughs> you were standing right there for that one, too. There's a beautiful mm-hmm. black and white picture on my Facebook. Um, and I was just egging him on and egging him on. And he hated me. And he got <laughs> right up in my face. And he was just the most angry person. And 
You remember what I'm talking about, Mike? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I was out there, I saw the whole time. So that's my goal. When I'm a heel, if I can get that your parents to hate me that much, <laughs> if they want to fight me, I did my job. Because <laughs> you know, I'm protected, right? I could walk away, go into the back room, and I'm good, right? I can I can control because I'm working them, but they can't control their emotions. If I can get them that mad, I'm, I'm happy. I know I did my job. That Absolutely. You know what? All of this has been phenomenal. I I can't thank you enough for coming on here. To to finish it off right here, I'll I'll let you take over for a minute or so. Every single social, every single outlet you have, plug it away. Tell them where you're going to be, where they can find you, how people can book you. Go nuts, Cody. All right. Well, we'll start with my OnlyFans. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's a joke. Um, no. Is it? Is it though? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see if I get some new subscribers tonight. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no. Instagram, Twitter, Cody G- underscore James 88. Both of those are my handle. Um, Facebook, it's Cody James. Um, all the promotions that I wrestle for Chicago Style Wrestling out of Chicago, Northland Pro Wrestling out of Woodstock, Crash Tested Wrestling out of Indiana. Janesville, Wisconsin, JWA, um, Rocket Pro, where I frequent, you know, a couple times a year, uh, Brew City Wrestling, where I've been becoming more and more uh, uh, traveling to more frequently, uh, All Heels Wrestling, AHW, um, you know, follow all those brands, and obviously, the legendary NWA, National Wrestling Alliance, um, you see me there at tapings on July 9th in highland park illinois show times are 2 p.m and 6 p.m uh central standard time um tape in power and i believe nwa usa which airs on tuesdays at 605 and nwa usa is on saturday mornings um if you're a longtime wrestling fan saturday morning wrestling is legendary um so <laughs> don't want to miss that um but yeah no mike thank you um all you other guys i'm gonna have to look at names christian kevin yeah Thank you, guys. <laughs> you know, Christian, I'm so happy that you like your eggs. Uh, I love it. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> I was going to say, you don't get six foot five, 265 pounds by not liking eggs. Um, so, That's a quality point. That's yeah. a very quality no, point. Thank you guys so much. Um, I've done a lot of these um, in my short amount of time in wrestling, and I'd like to point out that I know I've only been in the wrestling business for a short amount of time. Um, and it, I, I want everybody to know that I stay humble to it. And I'm so thankful for everything that's brought my way. But this podcast was honestly one of the funnest podcasts. And I wasn't nervous at all doing it. Sometimes I get nervous. I don't want, I don't know how to answer a question and sound politically correct or, you know, say what the people want me to say. Um, but this was one of the most comfortable settings and just overall fun conversations that I've gotten to have and talk about, you know, real life and talk about sports. So you guys are awesome. And I love seeing, you know, good people doing good things. And that's who I get behind. So you guys have my full support with this. You know what, Thank man? Thank you so very wow. much. That wow. means Thank the you. world to me. And I, I would assure I could speak for the other two is that that meant the world to us to hear that 
we've done this for about a year and a half. We love this. We didn't expect much going into this. We just did it because it was something fun and we, we wanted to do for a long time. We finally got the guts to figure out how to do it and we've been doing it since. And I, I feel like, you know, having you on here has been the culmination of all of our hard work in this. Having somebody like Cody James, NWA superstar on here, <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal. I, I don't know if there's really much else I can really say to that other than the pleasure is all ours and we love you and thank you so much for coming on here, Cody. Do you, the rest of you guys, do you have anything else to say? I mean, it just, it's been, I mean, this has been, since we've been doing it, this is, this is up there with any podcast we've ever done. I mean, you are super awesome to talk to. Uh, and it, it's just been fun getting to know you a little bit, getting to know your story. Um, and it's, it's, I'm going to have to get out to uh, NWA sometime or wherever else you're at. Cause uh, Absolutely. you're, 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 a, you're, a, you're a phenomenal, you know, wrestler from what Michael has told us and from what you have been, and uh, just an even better person. And I can't thank you enough for, for being on our podcast and, uh, yeah <laughs> christian christian i've been trying to get you out to cw shows forever are you actually going to come to the show this i time? show up i don't know where christian's at hi <laughs> so give Kevin me a break I'm, I'm there when i can you have yet to show up to one i think what you guys what? should do and tell me if i'm crazy you guys should podcast live from a csw event and have the different wrestlers come jump on throughout the show during the matches and talk on them. Oh, well, that'd be awesome. Wow. I love that, that idea. I I like that idea. The problem is for me is that I'm working the show, so I can't be out there doing well, there's it. there's two of us. There yeah, are two of us. Yeah, what do you say, guys. Mike? What, what do you say? I'm just saying that much shit about you. And, uh, <laughs> no, <it's, laughs> all I'm saying is like, I, if you want all three of us on there, it's going to have to be until like after the show, but. You can that, edit yourself in, Mike. There you no. go. There you there go. go. 23, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I could try to figure out, but you know what? That's honestly not a bad idea. I think we can look into something like that. that. And if the two of you come to the show, I think yeah. we can we could actually do something like that. I think that would, I'd be down for that. Are you guys down for that? Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, that that'd be awesome. That that would be. I, I think royalties ten percent for ideas. Seven, seven, seven percent. Seven, seven. Hey, uh, businessman Kev over there. We need to get talking on the percent. We need to lower the. We, we, we can work out something. I'll get a contact. <laughs> but Cody, in all seriousness, thank you from my end. Thank you so much for taking your time to be here. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Really learning more about you, and can't thank you enough again. I hope to have you on again. Would love that. I would, I would love to so do much. this again, and without a doubt, just let me know when, and I'm all yours. Awesome. You know, thank you. We, I think we'll take you up on that offer eventually. And awesome. with all of that, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Two Bums and a Mike Sports Podcast. Again, you can listen to us on Spotify, Spotify for podcasters, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere that you get your podcasts. You can follow us on our socials, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Two Bums and a Mike. I have been Michael. I have been Christian. And I have been Kevin. And I've been Cody. <laughs> I was hoping you'd pick that up. Thank you, thank you all so much for listening to this episode, and we will all see you next time. I told you it was good to like eggs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>